Are you ready to take your child on a journey to discover their Indian roots? Yay! Introducing Chimes, the ultimate audio platform for young minds aged 3 to 15. At Chimes, we believe in the power of storytelling to connect children to their cultural heritage. From captivating folk tales to colorful festivals to mesmerizing history, Chimes brings the rich stories of Indian traditions to life. So connect your child to their Indian roots with us. Download the app today and start the journey. Search Chimes Kids Audio Stories and Podcasts app on Apple or Google Play Store. Chimes, audio that inspires. Pig and Pepper For a minute or two, she stood looking at the house and wondering what to do next when suddenly a footman in livery came running out of the wood. She considered him to be a footman because he was in livery. Otherwise, judging by his face only, she would have called him a fish. The footman rapped loudly at the door with his knuckles. It was opened by another footman in livery with a round face and large eyes like a frog. She felt very curious to know what it was all about and crept a little way out of the wood to listen. The fish footman began by producing from under his arm a great letter and handed over to the other saying, For the Duchess! An invitation from the queen to play croquet. The frog footman replied in the same solemn tune, only changing the order of the words a little. From the queen, an invitation for the duchess to play croquet. Then they both bowed low and their curls got entangled together. Alice laughed so much at this that she had to run back into the wood for fear of their hearing her. And when she next peeped out, the fish footman was gone. And the other was sitting on the ground near the door, staring stupidly up in the sky. Alice went timidly up to the door and knocked. There is no sort of use in knocking, said the footman. And that for two reasons. First, because I am on the same side of the door as you are. Secondly, because they are making such a noise inside, no one could possibly hear you. And certainly there was a most extraordinary noise going on within. A constant howling and sneezing and every now and then a great crash as if a dish or kettle had been broken into pieces. Please listen, said Alice. How am I to get in? There might be some sense in your knocking. The footman went on without attending to her. If we have the door between us, how am I to get in? She repeated aloud. I shall sit here, the footman remarked, till tomorrow. At this moment, the door of the house opened and a large plate came skimming out straight at the footman's head. It just grazed his nose and broke against one of the trees behind him. 
or next day maybe the footman continued in the same tone exactly as if nothing had happened how am i to get in asked alice again in a louder tone are you to get in at all said the footman but what am i to do said alice anything you like said the footman and began whistling oh there is no use in talking to him said alice desperately he's perfectly insane and she opened the door and went in the door led right into a large kitchen which was full of smoke from one end to the other the duchess was sitting on a three-legged stool in the middle nursing a baby the cook was leaning over the fire stirring a large cauldron which seemed to be full of soup there's certainly too much pepper in that soup alice said to herself as well as she could for sneezing everyone in the room was sneezing other than the cooks and the cat which was grinning from ear to ear please would you tell me said alice a little timidly for she was not quite sure whether it was good manners for her to speak first why your cat grins like that it's a cheshire cat said the duchess and that's why pig she said the last word with such sudden violence that alice quite jumped but she saw in another moment that it was addressed to the baby and not to her so she took courage and went on again i didn't know that cheshire cats always grinned in fact i didn't know that cats could grin they all can said the duchess and most of them do i don't know of any that do alice said very politely feeling quite pleased to have got into a conversation oh you don't know much said the duchess and that's a fact alice did not like the tone of this remark and thought it would be as well to introduce some other subject of conversation while she was trying to fix on one the cook took the cauldron of soup off the fire and at once set to work throwing everything within her reach at the duchess and the baby the duchess took no notice of them even when they hit her and the baby was howling so much already that it was quite impossible to say whether the blows hurt it or not oh please mind what you're doing cried alice jumping up and down in an agony of terror oh there goes his precious nose as an unusually large saucepan flew close by it and very nearly carried it off if everybody minded their own business the duchess said in a hoarse growl the world would go round a deal faster than it does which would not be an advantage said alice who felt very glad to get an opportunity of showing off a little of her knowledge just think of what work it would make with the day and night you see the earth takes 24 hours to turn round on its axis talking of axes said the duchess chop off her head alice glanced rather anxiously at the cook to see if she meant to take the hint but the cook was busily stirring the soup and seemed not to be listening so she went on again 24 hours i think or is it 12 i mm oh don't bother me said the duchess i never could abide figures and with that she began nursing her child again 
singing a sort of lullaby to it. Here, you may nurse it a bit if you like, said Duchess to Alice, flinging the baby at her as she spoke. I must go and get ready to play croquet with the Queen. And she hurried out of the room. Alice caught the baby with some difficulty, as it was a queer-shaped little creature, and held out its arms and legs in all directions. Just like a starfish, thought Alice. As soon as she had made out the proper way of nursing, she carried it out into the open air. The baby grunted, and Alice looked very anxiously into its face to see what was the matter with it. There could be no doubt that it had a very turned-up nose, much more like a snout than a real nose. Also, its eyes were getting extremely small for a baby. But perhaps it was only sobbing, she thought, and looked into its eyes again to see if there were any tears. No, there were no tears. If you are going to turn into a pig, my dear, said Alice seriously, I'll have nothing more to do with you, mind now. The poor little thing sobbed again, or grunted. It was impossible to say which. And they went on for some while in silence. Alice was just beginning to think to herself, Now, what am I to do with this creature when I get it home? When it grunted again so violently that she looked down into its face in some alarm. This time, there could be no mistake about it. It was neither more nor less than a pig and she felt that it would be quite absurd for her to carry it further. So she set the little creature down and felt quite relieved to see it trot away quietly into the wood. If it had grown up, said Alice to herself, it would have made a dreadful child. But it makes rather a handsome pig, I think. And she began thinking over other children she knew who might do very well as pigs and was just saying to herself if one only knew the right way to change them. When she was a little startled by seeing the Cheshire cat sitting on a bough of a tree a few yards off, the cat only grinned when it saw Alice. It looked good-natured, she thought. Still, it had very long claws and a great many teeth. So she felt that it ought to be treated with respect. Cheshire Puss, she began rather timidly, as she did not at all know whether it would like the name. However, it only grinned a little wider. Come, if it's pleased so far, thought Alice, and she went on. Would you tell me, please, which way I ought to go from here? Meow! That depends a good deal on where you want to go, said the cat. I don't much care where, said Alice. Then it doesn't matter which way you go, said the cat. So long as I get somewhere, Alice added as an explanation. Oh, you are sure to do that, said the cat, if only you walk long enough. Alice felt that this could not be denied, so she tried another question. What sort of people live about here? In that direction, the cat said, waving its right paw round, lives a hatter. And in that direction, waving the other paw, lives a march hare. 
visit either you like they are both mad but i don't want to go among mad people alice remarked oh you can't help that said the cat we are all mad here i am mad you are mad how do you know i am mad said alice you must be said the cat oh you wouldn't have come here alice didn't think that proved it at all however she went on and how do you know that you are mad to begin with said the cat a dog's not mad you grant that i suppose so said alice well then the cat went on you see a dog growls when it's angry and wags its tail when it's pleased now i growl when i'm pleased and wag my tail when i'm angry therefore i'm mad i call it purring not growling said alice call it what you like said the cat do you play croquet with the queen today i should like that very much said alice but i haven't been invited yet you'll see me there said the cat by the way what became of the baby said the cat i'd nearly forgotten to ask it turned into a pig alice quietly said just as if it had come back in a natural way i thought it would said the cat and vanished alice waited a little half expecting to see it again but it did not appear and after a minute or two she walked on the direction in which the march hare was said to live i've seen hatters before she said to herself the march hare will be much like the most interesting and perhaps as this is may it won't be raving mad at least not so mad as it was in march as she said this she looked up and there was the cat again sitting on a branch of a tree meow did you say pig or fig said the cat i said pig replied alice and i wish you wouldn't keep appearing and vanishing so suddenly you make one quiet kitty all right said the cat and this time it vanished quite slowly beginning with the end of the tail and ending with the grin which remained some time after the rest of it had gone well i've often seen a cat without a grin thought alice but a grin without a cat it's the most curious thing i ever saw in my life she had not gone much farther before she came in sight of the house of the march hare she thought it must be the right house because the chimneys were shaped like ears and the roof was thatched with fur it was so large a house that she did not like to go nearer till she had nibbled some more of the left hand bit of mushroom and raised herself to about 2 feet high even then she walked up towards it rather timidly saying to herself mm, suppose it should be raving mad after all i almost wish i'd gone to see the hatter instead <laughs>